I'm Jim Frawley, and this is Bellwether. Welcome to Bellwether. Thank you for being here yet again today. This is, uh, I, I'm going to start off today's episode with, um, I guess, just slightly with an apology. Things have just been so crazy with all of the Corona stuff uh, that I have not been as consistent as I like to be with with getting these podcasts out every week. So uh, for that, I apologize. Uh, but I'm back on my routine and, and I'm working on that. And I didn't have coronavirus. I didn't have any of that stuff. Thank goodness. Um but but what we've been dealing with over these past few months now uh, is really what's driving a lot of of what I'm going to talk about this week on on the podcast. Uh, and really, it's 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 about how to make decisions. And we have so many decisions to make right now that um, I just thought it would be a good topic to to cover. And that's that's why we're here today. Uh, we have some great podcasts lined up for the rest of the month. So always stay tuned. And of course, always on Bellwether, uh, bellwetherhub.com. Um, come check out all the other good stuff that I have to say. I got plenty. I've got so much to say. And uh, that's why I love doing this podcast. So um, one of the things I, I pride myself on, besides having something to say about everything, um, is I'm able to, to kind of see trends. Uh, I'm pretty good at seeing trends, I think, or at least I could pretend to do that. And I jump from taking a look at little micro things back to macro and micro macro. And I talk about that a lot. And that was a lot of what I did in the corporate world. And it's a lot of what I do for my clients uh, to really take a look at what kind of big change you want to see. And then how does each individual person or how are they able to affect that? And um, what we're dealing with in a moment now to something bigger is is pretty interesting to see. We have a lot of the people I speak with are so completely overwhelmed right now, which is fascinating. Uh, not fascinating. I shouldn't say fascinating, but it's a very interesting thing to, to notice. Uh, we've lost our commutes. Most of us are working from home, yet people are working more hours than ever. Uh, people are getting hit at from every different side. We've got children who uh, either can't go to daycare, can't go to school, Um very interesting article in the Times this past week on uh, parents are going to have to pick between working and and having kids. Uh, you can't have both um, if you have if you have two working parents, and and it's going to be we ha- we've only touched the tip of the iceberg on where we're going to end up on this. Um, and so, so it's very interesting for people to deal with, and people are overwhelmed. And and when we're overwhelmed, we don't necessarily make good decisions. And uh, with change flying at us. And from so many different directions, from work, from school, from the kids, from the neighborhood, you can't go here. Can you order your groceries? Like everything, uh, all of the we got very comfortable, and and we were almost too much in a routine. And um, it's time to pivot. And and um, and 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 part of that pivoting, a lot of the discussions now, I've always taught people that it was so important to create goals. 
and you just constantly have goals, constantly have goals. And you have your big goal, and then each week you have your little goal, this little goal, that little goal, and you do whatever it is that you need to do. Um, we've moved past goals right now, and information and things are changing so quickly, and we're really left to our own devices, that the individual little goals that we have to make are no longer necessary or relevant. We don't have the time to think through that. And now what's so important is making effective decisions in the moment. And and it's a really important time to to understand how to uh how to make good decisions. So um for example, COVID, right? My wife and I are talking about what to do with our daughter. We have a three year old. Um school's not an option come the fall. We're six weeks away from that. Uh we could send her back to daycare, but she's got she's at risk for stuff and we don't necessarily want to do that. So how do we, you know, is it sustainable for me to work from four in the morning to eight in the morning? And what are we looking to sacrifice and, and what kind of decisions do we make and what's the right decision to make? And um, what we what we've been doing over the past four, multiple years is everyone's just been told what to think. And uh, right now with coronavirus, we're being told what to think from so many different areas. That nobody can agree on it. We have to make the decisions for ourselves. And these are big, big decisions on what to do. It's going to impact your work life. It's going to impact your your family income, potentially. It's going to impact the development of your children. There's going to be all kinds of, you know, we, we bring in all these other angles that we have to focus on it. And it's really not, um, it's not an easy decision to make. And it's it's because, you know, if we want to make a decision on what to do, you know, whether it's interacting with other people and, you know, the, the debate on the mask thing is out there and uh, I'm sure we're going to listen to this podcast in a year and it's going to sound so ridiculous that these are the things that we have to talk about. But, um, people are moving at different speeds and, uh, you, you have to think through these things and make decisions for yourself and what's appropriate for you. Um, and, and especially here in America, the uncomfortable part of that is we have to learn to tell ourselves no. Um, but that's kind of separate from what I'm talking today, but that's, you know, it's, it's interesting. Uh, we're not used to that. Um, but it's not easy to make the coronavirus decision or any other decision, uh, because of information overload. We are just completely overloaded with information and it's, uh, some of the information is either wrong. Um, it's filtered. It's coming from some kind of an agenda. It's, uh, it's just garbage. It's conflicting. We've got, I know multiple doctors who have very different views on this thing, um, which is where you go to get your advice. You know, you go to the doctor and say, what what am I supposed to do? Um, and so, so you're spending your time researching it and then you're trying to get it. You're like, well, is it accurate information? And what is this? And, uh, it's, it's really difficult to, to make these decisions. So, um, the other thing to add on top of that, uh, with information overload is um, is that it, it just adds more stress and and when we're stressed we make we make worse decisions um, it's uh, and and more information is being created each day than ever existed before that day in the history of humankind uh, is a stat I read somewhere. Whether or not that's real, I don't know. Right? But it, it sounds pretty impressive. Everybody's got a video now. Uh, look at me. I'm creating information. Um, so that said, we have to develop our own particular filters, okay? Uh, we bob, we weave, uh, we bounce around what's relevant to us, uh, what's important, what's accurate, what's reliable, uh, who do you trust, 
all of these things come into play when you're trying to make a decision. I just watched this amazing video online of someone doing something with energy drinks, and they were like, look at what happens when we combine energy drinks. Uh, I was like, that's amazing. And, and then I found out the whole thing was fake, and I was like, all right, great. You know, I, I thought that was pretty neat. But um, so, so we're at a point now where we've never had to think before. Okay, like we like to think of ourselves as thinkers, but let's be honest, we're not really thinkers. Um, how many people actually read something and come up with their own ideas, or do you scroll to the comments to figure out what you're supposed to be saying and being angry about and thinking? That's what we're. That's kind of the mode that we're in, um, and so we have to upgrade uh, our gray matter a little bit. Um, in the words of Deltron thirty thirty. Um, and so, so what I've done is I've been working on my filter. I and. Uh, I've been working on my filter for a while. Um, fortunately, of course I have, right? That's what I do. Uh, I have found that most of the things that come across my desk are irrelevant to me. They're just irrelevant. Uh, it's just a distraction. And so I've learned to ignore a lot of it. And and more important than knowing the stuff to focus on sometimes is knowing what to ignore. And I tend to ignore just about everything that, that comes by, right? I'm, I'm pretty specific in, in where I get my information and... Um, I've built up that kind of trust, and I have uh, valued people in my social network that um, that I hit up when I have questions, and and I get their opinions and thoughts, and and then I can piece together my own. So, um, but if COVID taught us anything, what we're learning is that we have to make our own decisions. We are we we have to pick things up on our own. We have to do it for our own, and uh, we have to do the thinking for ourselves, which we've always talked about. Um, after all, that's adulthood. That's, that's what adulthood is, but we've never really had to do it. Uh, which is fine, right? I mean, we've got these bland routines, but, um, we're always waiting to, uh, to wait for someone to really tell us what to do. And, um, and, and now we have to tell ourselves what to do. So that's it. So shift and focus. Um, back to the whole point of this thing, uh, rather than me getting on my soapbox, uh, whining and complaining about whatever is it's a good time to think. And it's an important time to think. And we create these, these goals. Okay. And, and we're big on goal setting in, in the coaching world. When, when we work with clients say, what are the goals? And these are our goals and these are our annual plans. And, and this is what we're looking to do. And, and that's still important. It's still an important thing to do. We need that beacon of light. We need that North Star on saying why we do things. That's the point of a goal. And, and we're shifting, right? We used to do a big goal and then little goals, right? So the big goal of this year is I want to make X amount of money. Um, I want to make uh, $5,000 this year. and um, Or let's make it easy. I'm going to make $12,000 this year. And in the month of January, I'm going to make $1,000. And the first week of January, I'm going to make $250. And you try and break that down into you know whatever it is. And those are your goals, right? We don't have the time to do that. We now have to do, all right, my goal is $12,000. Decision, decision, decision. Uh, you know, Is this the right decision to get me where I'm going? Um, I, I think of, as an example, you know, the coaching industry. The coaching industry is going through a lot of change. Um, not all good change, but it's, it, there's a lot of change. And um, I find the coaches that are the most successful understand and act upon why they became coaches. Okay, coaching ultimately is to help other people. It's not really to bring in money. It's not really to get as many people as possible. It's not to do all these things that you hear these other coaches doing. Um, coaching ultimately is to to be of service to another individual. Uh, when I have that beacon of light, I know that I'm very productive in my work. Uh, and that's, that's my focus. That's my goal. And it helps me in my decisions. It, when I know 
why I'm doing what I'm doing, the ability to make a decision becomes much, much easier. Um, and, and so a lot of my conversations now with clients in the workplace is we've always talked about getting employees into that kind of why. Um, you know, why we're doing things so that they could be autonomous and, and be accountable and companies have been investing money in this all along and uh, it never works. It never works because people never really understand the why. Uh, and the reason they never understand the why is because they have to understand it for themselves. They can't just be dictated what the why is because it's not really going to be relevant to them. When you have a person working front lines in your in your workplace, not necessarily making a lot of money, they don't really care about shareholders. They care about paying their bills. They care about getting their kids into college and linking that job uh, and how they make it, whether it's a sense of purpose or not. We have to find that purpose as you know, providing for the family or whatever it is. And that's why the why is important. That gets us to going where we need to go. Um, we focus on the future and make decisions in the present, right? We, we know what the future, um, what we want the future to be. And by understanding that future, the decisions we make today will dictate that. That's how we get to where we want to go. We make decisions today and, and we get to the future. So um, how to make a good decision, I'm going to cover that today uh, quickly um, because there's two aspects to, uh, to focus on. Uh, when making a good decision. And number one is risk. Um, and number two is is reality. It's not reward, it's reality. Um, and so, I mean, first and foremost, I guess we should probably say this. Humans have a bias towards action. Okay? We have a bias to take steps. We have a bias to, to solve everything and do then and, and jump in and just do everything. The first decision you need to make is whether or not a decision needs to be made, which is very philosophical. It's very philosophical. Um, but, but oftentimes, uh, we don't need to make a decision. Um, and, and so the, the two parts of decision-making is you make the decision and then you execute on that decision. We're going to talk today about how to make the decision, not necessarily how to execute on it. Um, but remember, sometimes, sometimes a decision just doesn't need to be made. Okay, it's just a distraction. And then you just like wipe it off and say, okay, I'm going to continue going on to whatever it is that I got to go. So um, that's that. And and when we think of it, um, I'm going to relay a story about making a decision is oftentimes just making a decision is the best step that you can do. Regardless, of, I'm going to go into risk. I'm going to go into reality. These are things that are going to have to be practiced. But But just taking a step in a direction is generally the decision that you need to make. Doesn't necessarily matter which direction. Uh, perfection versus good enough is a big problem that we have. A good decision on time is always better than a perfect decision too late. Um, and so we, we we have to take as much information as we can and just go forward and, and do the best that we can with the information that we have. Uh, the Army has a thing, 70% rule. Um, 70% of the information, go. Okay, the last 30 is just going to waste your time. Um, I remember when I was creating Bellwether Hub on the website, I was talking to my cousin, uh, my cousin's husband, who builds websites. And um, I wanted him to do it. He wouldn't do it. He's like, you got to learn. And I learned, and that was great. Uh, but I was hung up on so many different things. And finally, just in talking to him, he just said, Jim, you can always undo it. Just make it a sentence. Just get started. You could always undo it. No matter what decision you make, like 99% of your decisions, 
don't really have that major kind of thing. And it's just a distraction. So just start doing something. If it's the wrong way, then you step back and you go the other direction. Most of the time, that's fine. Okay, but you're not really going to know whether or not it's the right decision until you start doing it. So that's just an important kind of overarching, uh, you know, we have a bias towards action. Sometimes we don't always need to make a decision, but also sometimes just ripping the bandaid and making a flipping decision is, is the most important thing that you could do. Making big decisions, though, requires some kind of analysis. And, and we, we always typically know deep down what it is. We're just hoping that the answers change if, if that's not the, the answer that we want. But we have to talk about risk and we have to talk about reality. Um, and generally, the first question you have to do is, is there risk involved? Okay, most of the time, most of the time, the answer is no, right? I mean, if you're having difficulty deciding what to have to, for lunch, um, your risk is really, I mean, well, I mean, I guess risk could be bad if you get street meat in New York, but that's a different a different kind of a different kind of risk, um, but but really ask yourself: Is this a big risk thing? And and you can make your positive, your con pro uh, list, and you could do all those things. But most times, it's just extra, and you're just adding worrying to your to your step. Here's what happens when we add worrying to our decision making step: uh, When we are under stress, like we all are right now, um, and I may have gotten into this on the podcast, um, when we're under stress. Uh, our cognitive ability goes down. Like our vision goes down. When we're like late for a train, we don't see people, we trip over them. Our cognitive ability goes down to like 30% or something like that. So we are not making good decisions when we're under stress. So the fact that we're unable to make a decision adds more worry and stress, which makes the cognitive thing go down even even lower. So we have to think about risk. And the, the topic of risk uh, pertains to you and those people around you. There's different levels of risk. So you could say, all right, What's the worst that can happen? Generally, the answer is nothing really. Um, and then what's the worst that can happen to the people around me? How will it affect them and and all of that? Uh, but the two aspects of risk to really focus on are, are, do you want to lose something and what are you willing to lose? Or are you wanting to gain something? Um, and that's that's what risk is all about. Risk is gain versus loss. That's it. So any decision you make, what are you gaining? What are you losing? Um if the answer is neither of those, you're wasting your time with the decision. Um, so the big decisions we have to talk about, what are we willing to lose? Are we at risk of losing something that we're not w- willing to give up? Um, and then you put that on your scale. Am I willing to do that or not? What's non-negotiable, whatever. Or what What are the options to gain? And what do I sacrifice to gain something else? Is that a fair trade? It's a bartering system. That's what risk is all about when you're making your decision. So that's number one. You focus on risk. Good, bad, and different whatever, and that that will drive it. Generally, that will get you to where you need to go. But there's another aspect, which is reality. And we make a lot of assumptions. When we're doing our risk assessment, we make assumptions. That's what we do. That's what we have to do. Um, and sometimes we need that reality check. For example, uh, we're having a debate on, on daycare. Um, what happens with daycare and what's it going to be like right now we're making the decisions in the summertime on daycare for the wintertime it's it makes so much sense to just not go back to daycare because she could play outside um she's not going to do that in five degree weather we're in new york uh it gets cold and it gets snowy and everything else so that's a big difference um can i maintain and handle a three-year-old indoors all day for multiple weeks at a time i'm, I'm i will venture no 
Um, <laughs> but we'll see. I mean, this is all part of the discussion, okay? And that's 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 it. Um, but what obstacles are really in your way? This is the reality we have to talk about. I talk to a lot of people and work with a lot of people on putting together the business plans. The amount of business plans I get for their first five years, they they think they're going to be making a million dollars in their first year. I say you're out of your mind. Like you just got to reality's got to smack you across the face. Um, you got to question your logic. You got to bring yourself down to earth, and you have to question the assumptions that you're making, and and define what cautious really is for you. And this is where, if you take a look at my little grid of of important aspects of surviving in the new economy, um, your social network is vital for this. Your support system is vital for this. We need to have people we trust so that we can articulate and voice our concerns and our challenges. We can find those individual people to get their opinion so that we can formulate our own. We don't have to just follow what everyone else is doing, but we can get value and nuggets from each individual person that we want to speak to so that we could piece something together. That's what that's you know, we can't predict reality, uh, but we can we can create a scale of what we can expect. Expectations are what drives really success and happiness and, and all of that. What can we expect? Are we prepared? Talking it out helps. Um, and it's it's not necessarily going to be easy. I mean, when my wife and I, every day, we talk a different option with this coronavirus crap, and each day we come up with a different solution. And it's like a pendulum swinging. We are going to, depending on who we talk to, we are all over the place. It's really difficult. Um, and so risk and reality, those are the two things uh, that we're doing. Risk from a coronavirus standpoint um, will ultimately probably drive our decision, but then the reality check of it too. And, and, you know, it may not impact our decision or, or change our decision, the reality aspect, but it may change or affect how we execute on it, which is the next kind of phase of decision-making. So, um, we recognize, and I think everyone needs to recognize that no matter what decision you make on any topic will require some adaptation along the line. Everybody I talk to when they're starting a business, I'm going to say, that's a great five-year plan. It's not going to look anything like that. It's not going to look anything like that. Whatever decisions you make today are to help something, you are going to bob, weave, change, and and it's going to, uh, you, you can make the best decisions that you can today, um, but just know that those decisions are going to change in the future. That's it. Um, so that's it. I mean, we're at the point where, if I could recap it, decision-making, we have to make decisions on our own um, and find the people where we can get you know, good, trustworthy information that we believe. Uh, we need to educate ourselves. We have to be intelligent people. We have to think about what's best, not just for us, but also the people around us. We're part of a community. We're part of families. We're part of all of these things. Um, so we have to do that. We have to get context. We have to think about all of our information. And most of our decisions are really inconsequential, and we're wasting our time. Uh, rip the Band-Aid, take a step or two, see what's happening, um, the progress you make, it's like chaos there. You make one decision that affects 17 other different things, and all of a sudden, you've got a whole new world in front of you. Uh, and that's a good thing. It could be a very good thing. Um, so we can take these decisions. There's nothing really too too major there. Uh, and then we take a look at risk. We calculate our risk. What are we gaining? What are we losing? And then we give ourselves a reality check. Is this the right thing? Uh, what haven't we thought of? What What kind of context or what other kind of thing from left field like, I don't know, a pandemic uh, will throw a, a wrench into this. Swine flu, the bubonic plague, locusts, um, 
what happens when the zombies come, you know, all of those things. All of those things could just throw all of your decisions out. And that's, look, that's the way it's going to be, you know? That's, can't control everything. Can't control the zombies, for sure. Uh, so that's that. So uh, I'm happy to talk to anybody about your decision-making, about the things that you're thinking through. There's plenty of stuff on on bellwetherhub.com. Please do it. Um, exciting news. I just finished my book. Please look for that. That's going to be coming out in, in the coming months. Uh, more on that. That's going to be fun. And uh, exciting things are going to be coming in 2020 and 2021. Um, and so I hope you're with me for that. So thank you for listening. As always, I greatly appreciate it. And I appreciate all of you. And please stay safe, stay healthy. And as always, I'm around for, for anything um, if, if you need someone to chat with and uh, or teach people how to make decisions. I'm happy to do that. So give me a buzz. Send me an email. Let me know what you're thinking. And uh, I hope everyone just has a fantastic week. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening. Now, do something for yourself. Bellwether is much more than just a podcast. Join us at bellwetherhub.com, where you can read riveting articles, view upcoming events, and connect with other interesting people. I look forward to seeing you out there soon.